G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. So let me ask you something. In this crazy, out-of-control world where so much is going wrong, where so many people's lives are out of control, can a single person, someone, let's say, like you, can a single person like you really make a positive difference? I mean, really? Hi, I'm Bertie Diamond, and thanks for joining me as today we take another look at the power of your life, your witness, from a different perspective. And please do stay tuned because in just a few minutes I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever it is that you happen to be dealing with in your life right at the moment. Well, over the last couple of days on the program, we've chatted about what I believe are the two most powerful things that you and I can do to make a difference in this world. The first is to pray, because when we pray, we're joining hands with God to get His will happening here on earth, just as it does in heaven. Isn't that how Jesus taught us to pray? And the second is to live a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit, not with the rubbish that this world dishes up to us. Have a listen to what the Apostle Paul wrote about that very thing to his friends in Ephesus, Ephesians chapter 5, 18 to 20. Don't get drunk with wine, because that's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we talked about yesterday on the program. The tense of the verb, the original Greek word used there by Paul, which we translated as filled, literally means go on being filled by the Holy Spirit. Because when we live a life that's based on prayer, the sort of prayer backed by a faith that knows that God's in control, and when we live the spirit-filled life that the Bible commands us to live, then our lives are going to weigh in and count for Jesus in a whole new way. Holiness, which is what the Holy Spirit progressively brings into our lives as he transforms us from glory to glory. Holiness is the most powerful form of mission to a lost and hurting world that you will ever find because it proclaims Christ through your life. It speaks of the authenticity of Jesus in your life and into this world, and it prepares people to receive the good news into their hearts. And the more people who receive Jesus, the more this world is going to change, and the more the will of God is going to get done here on this earth as it is in heaven. Amen? But, and of course there's always a but, isn't there? But at some point, those people out there who have never accepted Jesus They have to hear the good news. They need to hear the story. They need to hear the word of God. By and large, people don't become Christians via osmosis. That's not to say that God doesn't do some totally mind-blowing and amazing things. So many Muslims are coming to faith in Christ now, and many, many report having seen Jesus in a dream. Jesus does break through powerfully as and when he needs to. But more often than not, much more commonly, he speaks through other people. 
Most people in this world are completely ignorant about the Bible, about Jesus, about what he promises, and the new eternal life that he offers as the free gift of grace. They think they know, but most often their understanding is that if you follow a whole bunch of rules, participate in a whole bunch of rituals, and live basically a good life, hey, you're in. Heaven is assured. Well, sort of. Maybe. That's the gospel of this world. And it's a false gospel because it completely misses the point of grace, the free gift of eternal life that comes through Christ alone. That's why the Apostle Paul writes this to his friends in Rome, Romans chapter 10, verses 12 to 17. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is the Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have never believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they've never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. But not all have obeyed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? So, faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. So people need to be told the good news. Someone has to actually tell them. Now, I'm a preacher, so my tendency is to want to kind of race out there and tell the people I know about Jesus. But who wants some Bible-bashing guy that you want to run away and hide from as a friend? You get my point, don't you? So how does that work? Do we tell people about Jesus or don't we? And if we do, when should we and how should we? And what if they reject us or laugh at us or, you know, think less of us? This series of messages that we're in at the moment is called When the Lion Roars, referring to the Jesus in Revelation chapter 5, where he is referred to as the Lion of Judah. See, one day each one of us will be subjected to his judgment as every knee in heaven and on earth will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Those people who we love, those people who are our friends, even our enemies, will each stand before Christ in judgment, as will you and I. And the only question will be, do you believe in Jesus or not? Everybody's eternity hangs on the yea or nay answer to that question. So at some point, they need to hear about Jesus, but how? That's why we first talked about prayer and the spirit-filled life, before talking about this subject of actually telling people about Jesus. Sure, if you and I want to make a real difference in this world, if we want to see lives saved and communities transformed and ultimately nations at peace, we all need to tell others about Jesus. But unless the Holy Spirit has gone ahead of us, it will be a complete waste of time. That's where prayer is so important. You may have heard me once or twice in the past tell you about a couple who prayed 18 years for me to come to Christ. Ultimately, the Lord brought about the impossible circumstances that were required for that to happen. But prayer is what brought me to that point. And then, led by the Holy Spirit, those same people shared their faith with me. Prayer, the work of the Spirit, and timing. 18 years. That's amazing. That's amazing patience. We're not all called to tell every person we meet about Jesus. Perhaps God will use my prayer in that person's salvation and in another person's life, maybe some impact from my life. And then he'll use your prayer and your spirit-filled life in different ways in other people's lives. And as we pray and as we're led by the Spirit, eventually he will bring us to what is for many Christians a fearful place of telling maybe one or two or three or ten people about Jesus. And at that point, 
We so need the grace and the sensitivity and the courage of the Holy Spirit because it is only he that can reveal God to another, not you or me. Here is what the Apostle Paul prayed for and asked others to pray for in the face of much persecution and opposition in proclaiming Christ. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 20 and 21. Paul said, Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. Yeah, sharing the good news of Jesus with someone needs to be preceded by much prayer, and yes, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit, but at some point, it's time for us to stand up and be counted. At some point, it's time for us to lay everything on the line. Our reputation, the risk of being sneered at, the risk of an angry reaction, the risk of rejection, and sometimes even our very lives, in order to tell someone about Jesus. At some point, you and I, if we truly believe in Jesus, if we truly believe that he wants to work through us and for his spirit to overflow out of us into the lives of others, we need to stand up and be counted. Stand up with boldness and have courage to tell them, because unless they hear about him, how can they believe in the one of whom they've never heard? Before we go, I'd just like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, We would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at powerfulprayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is powerfulprayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.